It is playoff season and the city is alive. Round one is already done. Can the Flames stay hot? The Battle of Alberta is next and I thought I was stressed during round one. Four guests will join me today to share their thoughts today on the Box Score Podcast. All right, welcome to the box score, and what a crazy opening round of the NHL playoffs. We saw five game sevens, including the Flames and Stars, going the distance in overtime. Watching these last few games probably gave me a few more gray hairs. Never really felt stressed like that before, but also a high level of excitement. A couple of takeaways from the opening round. Jake Ottinger, man, game recognizes game. Respect to you. Johnny Goudreau, this is the playoff style of hockey Calgary fans have been wanting. And what a hero. Gets the A for the assistant captain in Game 7 and had a monstrous game. Assist on Chucky's goal and the overtime series winning goal. I was so privileged to get to go to Game 7. Thanks to our first guest today for the invite, but the atmosphere was insane. The highs and the lows were definitely felt, but nothing was like the ultimate high of the OT winning goal in the playoffs. But here to help me reminisce, happy to welcome back to the show, Carling Lamb. Carling, oh man, man, how are you feeling two days later after that amazing Game 7 win? I think, uh, I think I'm still a little hungover, <laughs> <laughs> which is ironic considering uh, I didn't have anything to drink. <laughs> yeah, or, or eat or anything, like, oh man, just so much stress. <laughs> yeah, I think both of us need to find a good cardiologist or something. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I totally agree, especially now looking ahead to the next matchup which we'll get to in a bit but oh yeah i think i'm definitely gonna line up for the cardiologist after that game <laughs> yeah uh, i just remember like the wanting to record the winning goal i remember like, both of us had our phones out every now and then trying to get this last game winning goal and eventually i was like you know what i'm not i'm not gonna bother anymore you know what i just <laughs> I, I want to be able to fully enjoy this and and thankfully i got to watch it without having to worry about it and man i don't think i've ever screamed so hard in my life <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I screamed harder this one or back in 2015, but... Oh, yeah, that was a This one, too, I think we did the the sensible thing and tried not to curse it by trying to record it. <laughs> true, true. Yes, I, I agree. Um, but how were you, like, I mean, I mean, this is a pretty obvious question because you're probably feeling the same way I was feeling, but how were you feeling up until that point of, of overtime? Um, you know, in those Pepto-Bismol commercials... They describe all the, uh, all the, you know, the symptoms that it cures. <laughs> yes, the tune just literally played in my head as you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I think I had all of those at the same oh, time. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like every time Dallas had the puck and they were in Arizona, I was like, oh gosh, please, no, please, please. Yes. <laughs> and I, could, yeah. <laughs> the later and later the game got, it was getting worse and worse because, like everyone said, they were one goal away from stealing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And and the way that Jake Ottinger was playing, I just was like, seriously, who is this goaltender? Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, and you could just and hear like people. You, sorry, go ahead. Uh, you could just hear people like around us too. Every time that guy made a save, and you're just like, what the heck? You know, like <laughs> just like we can't catch a break. <laughs> yeah. And like I was telling you earlier today or yesterday, I forget when it was. Um, they showed some audio clips from the Dallas broadcast and it's just like they're never gonna score (laughs) 
Oh, you, they're they're just saying the Blazers that. are never going to score. <laughs> you never say things like that, never. <laughs> and you know, I full full heartedly agreed agreed with them. <laughs> yeah, until until they scored. <laughs> that's what I, actually, honestly, that's what I felt like too. You know, like and and mad respect to Jake Ottinger. Like, man, Dallas would yeah. not have made it to seven games, I think, if it wasn't for him. Uh, like, and he's so young, and man, just mad respect to him. You know, maybe maybe the star of the series up until Johnny scored that OT winner. Uh, yeah. Just incredible. Can can they give the con smite to a first round loser? I don't know, but at this point, he's number one on my on my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was man. That game was just so exciting. Probably the most exciting game I've ever been to in person. Um, and and I won't forget that anytime soon. So thank you for the invite. I truly appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, so now looking ahead, any thoughts on the upcoming series against our northern rivals? I mean, you tossed up a stat to me earlier today, uh, something about Calgary winning an OT in the first round, how they do after that? <laughs> well, since 1986, um, the th- three times they've gone to Stanley Cup final, they've won the first round in overtime. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. I'm not going to admit that that's just a random fact. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. correlation or anything. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Yeah, it's very interesting. And no further comments from me on it, but th- thank you for sharing that. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And then the other stat I heard today was that Johnny Goudreau is the third flame to score game seven overtime winner. Can you name the other two? I mean, <laughs> pretty sure you can. <laughs> I think his name, what was his name? Was it Mark? Uh, no. Um, Martin? Martin. Martin uh, Jelinas? How do you say Something that? like that. Something like that, right? Yeah. Pretty sure he's still employed with the team. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I I thoroughly remember Martin Jelena scoring those goals. <laughs> I was young. Yeah. I wasn't at those games, but man, that was exciting. <laughs> yeah, and I was maybe six months old when Joel Otto, quote unquote, kicked one in in '89. <laughs> hey, you know what? It went in, and that's all that matters. <laughs> went in and counted. That's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to this series, I mean, either way, uh, this is something that I think hockey fans in general have been wanting and waiting for since, like, what, the early 90s, late 80s? I think it was 91 the last time the Flames and Oilers played in the playoffs. Yeah, it was, 91. That was the uh, year Theo slid all the way across the ice mm, mm. to Game 6, but then something happened in Game 7, and, you know, we don't talk about that anymore. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we just, I, I look back at, you know, when Steve Smith scored himself, that's what I remember, so I don't know. Flames legend, Steve, Flames, Flames legend Steve Smith, right? I mean, that was a long time ago, but... <laughs> Going back to 86 on that one. I mean, I think in this game, this series is going to be a bloodbath, and I kind of hope it is because I think this will inject that true uh, intensity back into this playoff series. Uh, or these, or not the playoff series, but this rivalry, because I think it's kind of been, you know, a bit doormat. You know, now and then it shows flashes of what it used to be, but it's nothing like what it used to be in the 90s and, and stuff, right? Or even in the early 2000s a little bit. It's kind of just kind of yeah. died off since then but um man it's since both teams went way downhill <laughs> yeah basically yeah um but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be insane it's gonna be stressful it's gonna be exciting um i already heard you got tickets to some of the games so that's <laughs> awesome and and you're gonna be just as stressed as you were probably in that game seven right so um yep. i think uh just we won't go too much into detail because you know we don't you know we don't talk about bruno you know that you know, whole thing you know um mm-hmm. I think the Flames will have a really good chance because, you know, if they keep playing the way they did in this game, like game seven against Dallas, I don't think Mike Smith is going to be as good as Jake Ottinger. Yeah. That's, that's what I think. 
he's not going to make 60 whatever saves <laughs> no and 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 you can just see it by even the game winning goal by Goudreau right like, he shot that from such a weird angle like I don't think Goudreau was thinking oh this is a really good chance for me to score a goal I think he was just like I'm just going to get the puck on net right yeah. and and it found a way in and that's what I think the Flames got to do because A you know Smith, Mike Smith probably not as good as Jake Ottinger and, and B Edmonton's defense isn't as solid as Dallas's is yeah and I think the one for me, the one big key for the Flames is stay out of the penalty box. Yes, <laughs> at all costs. And I purposely didn't say that because you always say that, so I left <laughs> it for you to say. Because <laughs> five on five, I don't think the Oilers can match up with what the Flames can throw at them. Yeah, um, it's been probably been analyzed to death that Edmonton's top heavy, Flames are better lines two to four, mm-hmm. less of a drop off. But that power play, man, just don't take penalties. Please. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. Please. Smart hockey. And you know, if you do take a penalty, try to take one of them with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully you can take 97 with you. That'd be pretty helpful. Yeah. Or, or uh, 29. I'd be okay with that too. Yeah. But if 29 might be injured, who knows? <laughs> they say high ankle sprains. So those are, he played through it in game seven. So props to him for that. But yeah, if it is a high ankle sprain, I've heard, like I've seen players, those are really hard to come back from. Yeah, I, like I think eight weeks. If the Oilers lose one of those guys, I mean, like, I'm not, this is not me being like you know like a cocky Flames fan, but I'm like, ooh, that's tough. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's a big hit. That's a huge hit. <laughs> um, but anyways, I got more guests to get to, so thank you, Carling, for coming on and talking a little bit of hockey, like we well we always do. I mean, like, what else is there to talk about? I mean, it, <laughs> curling? I don't know. It's, like water polo? I don't know. <laughs> It's prediction time, and guess what? We're not making predictions. Yep, no, no predictions. <laughs> um, we'll, uh, games will be won. Someone will win the series within four to seven games after scoring at least four goals. Yes, at least <laughs> at least four goals will be will be scored. Yes, that's that's yeah. my that's my prediction. This series. <laughs> yep. <me too. laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for your time, and oh man, I think the stress levels might only be getting worse from from here, here on. Go. Here. <laughs> but yes, thanks again, bro. Um, well, no our well, our next guest uh, is another familiar voice to the show, possibly the biggest Oliver Shillington fan I know. Uh, Brett Edgecombe is next, so stay tuned. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Glad to be back. Oh, man. And, you know, we're going to take a break from our baseball talks from the last couple of times you were on. And uh, there's because there's something much more important to talk about. Um, and that was, man, that game seven. You, you had a prior commitment, so you missed periods one and two, but you got to see the third period and overtime. Uh, I mean, how are you feeling when you when we were watching these two periods? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even know how to how to describe it, but... Like, my heart rate was elevated throughout probably the last five minutes of the game and all of overtime. But, like, it's it's tough to watch knowing that, like, any shot could possibly be, mm. like, the end of the series for yeah. your team. But at the same time, any shot on the other side could be the end for their team. So it's, I don't know, it's stressful to watch, but, man, it's so fun to watch at the same time. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. The the excitement level and the stress level kind of like we're going back and forth. It's like when when Dallas had the puck, I was like, oh, no, please, just please don't score. But when, when Calgary had the puck, it's like, please, please, just score in this series. <laughs> That's part of what I like about Calgary's play is that they shoot all the time. Like, I forget what the exact shot count was, but it was like 63 to 26 at the end of the overtime yeah, or something, something like that. that. Yeah. And so it's a lot it's a lot more comforting knowing that you're the team getting 63 shots. Oh, and and to beat Jake Ottinger in this series, that had to happen. It's like, okay, you know, shoot all you can cuz he's not going to stop all 63 shots. Like just keep shooting. He's he's good. He's amazing. He was oh. maybe the best player in the series, but just keep shooting. <laughs> oh, exactly. And like the last goal that we scored on him was from a bad angle and I don't think Johnny expected to score on it. No. I mean, I'm sure he was trying to score, but of all the shots you could have taken, that bad angle shot probably wasn't the best one to take, but it got in. So hey, he took he just it. got to shoot. And I have never screamed so loud in my life. <laughs> oh, man. I think I was watching on my computer and I think I threw my headset off and, like, <laughs> oh, I was pumped. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. Like, I'm like, Screaming on my high fiving people, I turned to my friend, give him a huge hug, and like just like screaming, <laughs> like, oh man, it was uh, it was crazy. It was a crazy atmosphere. Yeah. Fantastic moment, and I can only imagine what it what it would have been like in person. Because mm. I could like I could barely hear at some points when I was driving home. I was listening to the game before I got home to actually yeah. watch it, and there were parts where I could hardly hear the commentators because oh, yeah. the crowd was so loud. That's and awesome. then when I got home, and you hear everybody just blow up like i can't imagine how loud it would have been in person oh just amazing it was crazy <laughs> and, and now and now that we've done that series now we got the edmonton oilers battle of alberta um and for me i wanted to play them because i mean who doesn't want to battle of alberta in the playoffs that's just crazy but i also didn't want to play them because i'm like oh man this is gonna be a tougher series now because it's the oilers <laughs> um and mike smith he has a vendetta against calgary because we basically just said hey uh we don't want you go play somewhere else um, so I'm excited and nervous again for another playoff series, but I think even more so this time. Uh, what are your thoughts on this upcoming series? Well, I sorry to any Edmonton fans that are listening, but <laughs> I think this is going to be a much easier series for Calgary. That I really am afraid of is that obviously it's going to be a very emotionally driven series, mm. but McDavid and Dreisaitl are obviously like probably the best forwards in the game right now. Yeah. Which when we faced Dallas, they didn't really have those all-stars except for Ottinger, which was a surprise, but yes. they didn't have the elite forwards that Edmonton had. Mm -hmm. But I think as far as our matchup with them, we have better physical play. We have a better goalie. We have more depth, um, but they have more I'll guess mm -hmm. so the thing is if either of their elite players get injured or are out for a game or something like that like that kind of puts them at a huge disadvantage whereas if calgary gets injuries then we have players that can mm -hmm. cover for them so i mean not that i want to say we're going to steamroll edmonton or anything like that but i feel a lot better about our series against them than with Dallas. 
That's fair, and I think I think one thing that would be a key for me is if Calgary can keep the shot total as high as he did against Dallas. Like, I'm sorry, Mike Smith. There's there's no way. There's there's just there's no way you're stopping as many shots as Ottinger did. Like, I think Calgary just needs to keep that mindset of just get pucks on net and keep shooting, keep the pressure up. Um, because honestly, I would say Edmonton has a weaker defense than Dallas. Um, I, think I would agree. Edmonton can obviously score better than Dallas, but Dallas's D is good. Like, they're a young D, they're fast, they activate a lot on offense, um, and Edmonton, you know, not really as much. No, I don't think even close to as much. So that's an area that they probably need to uh, fix up a little bit going into next season, mm-hmm. on top of goaltending as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with the amount of shots that we get, like like you said, Dallas's defense was super strong, but we still got tons and tons of shots yep. um and if we do the same to edmonton i don't think mike smith is going to be able to do nearly as well as Ottinger did i agree i definitely agree with that um i mean either way it's going to be an insane series uh we were just talking about it before we started this uh i don't know if i'll be able to talk to lawrence for two weeks he's a co-worker of ours and an Oilers fan uh, so I don't know how I'm going to feel when I see him at work, but we'll see. Maybe I'll bring him on the show. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll have an Oilers fan on the show for the first time ever. Uh, but yeah, you got it. You got some kind of Oilers fan perspective, I think. True. So it's not too homery, you know, it's true. It's true. And you know, I give respect, you know, they got McDavid and Drysdale, two of the best players in the league. You know, we're not going to steamroll them. It's going to be a good series, but you know, like you said, if we can keep up this pressure and if Markstrom can keep playing like Markstrom, because that's the thing. It's like people kind of forget about Markstrom and how good he did in this series because they just look at Jake Ottinger and his insane stats. But Markstrom was no slouch either. He has the second best stats in the playoffs next to Ottinger. It's true. He he did real well. And like the fact that both, or both goalies are so insane is the reason that the games were pretty much one goal games through the yeah. whole thing. Maybe two goals for a couple of them, but... Yeah. A lot of them were uh, one goal, one goal apart, mm-hmm. an empty header. Yeah, it was a it was a really tight series, that's for sure. But definitely looking forward to this next round. Um, but yeah, Brett, thank you again for coming on the show for this kind of abbreviated playoff little bit of a of a chat. Uh, I'm looking forward to wearing jerseys with you on game day at work. That's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, just thanks again for coming on the show. Oh having me this is uh the first time i haven't talked about baseball on your podcast so it was a interesting little change of pace true. which i kind of like true well once once uh the um playoffs are the way we'll we'll bring you back for some some baseball talk oh yeah i don't really want to talk about the blue right now so that's fair we'll yeah. wait we'll, we'll wait a little bit and then <laughs> yeah yeah all right sounds good well thanks again um uh, but yeah all right our next guest is a new voice but a fan of the show and might have been more stressed than me watching these games so I'm super excited to welcome Jeremy George to the show in just a moment. Jeremy, welcome my friend. How are you doing after that insane overtime win? by the Calgary Flames two nights ago. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I uh, got a good night's rest after that. My goodness, that kept me up like for so long. I was just completely stressed the entire time. But 
so happy with the result. Yeah, I was I was going back and reading our text messages back and forth. And it's kind of, without Hell, context, it's hilarious. it's hilarious. But like, but when you know the context, oh man, it's it's still funny. Yeah, because it happens at the time at the certain points in the game. But without context, our text back and forth. Because you were at the game, weren't you? Yeah, I was at the game. Yeah. Yeah, you're. I was so jealous. But <laughs> oh man, this texting you back and forth made me feel better because I even like texted you, "Hey Tim, please just." Tell me everything will be okay. <laughs> and then you sent out a prayer. I'm like, thank you. This is what I needed in my life. Yeah, I sent you some good vibes. I sent out a little prayer. You know, just just things to just calm us down, and it worked. And yeah, honestly, we... when it was going to overtime, I was like, please, Calgary, win, please, please, please. <laughs> Dude, I saw that, and I kid you not, like a big chunk of my stress went down because nice. I was like, no, Kim, Kim prayed, and we sent out positive vibes only. There's no point. <laughs> to be negative about this exactly oh uh, and then who else but johnny oh thank you johnny <laughs> yeah it was almost poetic that it was him because how many times have we like talked about like oh he can't perform in the playoffs and all yeah. this and it was such a relief that it was him like mm. such a like kodak moment just and then him, you know him coming out yeah and, and then you know he got the a because tana was out which i was stressed about at the beginning when i didn't see him in oh. warm-up uh, yeah, but Johnny got the A, you know, huge assist on Kachuk's goal, obviously the huge yeah. game-winning goal. Oh, and then that moment, I don't know if you've seen it, you probably have, but that the moment Monty? when he, oh, when he gives Monaghan a hug and Monaghan was waiting I for was him. I was going to cry. I was going to cry. Like, oh, they're like best friends. That's amazing. <laughs> that, yeah, because he waited for everyone to come through and then waited extra long for Johnny and then extra long hug oh man that was it was almost too perfect of yeah. a night for johnny like got the a got the assist game winning goal over time and then his best friend has been with him for since day one basically just pretty much yeah waiting for him oh man it was too perfect yeah it was an amazing night amazing amazing series overall i mean what are, what are your thoughts on this series i mean obviously you've got jake ottinger who are you like just stealing the show yeah, every night score I didn't think we would score. What do you? He had like he finished with like a nine fifty three or something. Like that's yeah. not even fair. Like like a historic, sick. a historic performance. And like I, when it got to overtime, I was I would have been so sad if we lost because like it's one thing to lose when the other team is like outplaying you like throughout the whole series, yeah. but this one just felt like it was us against Jake Ottinger, and oh, we just and- could not beat him. 100%. Even uh, I was listening to an interview from Jamie Ben after, and Ben was even like, listen, like, the reason why we made it to Game 7, the reason why we lasted so long in Game 7 was because of our goaltender. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Even, you know, game recognizes game. Even, you know, his captain on the team, Ben's a captain, right? Yeah, Ben's yeah. a captain. Um, you know, he recognized that, you know, it's all because of Jake Ottinger. I mean, there's a couple games there, too, you know, like when we were in Dallas and we had, like, basically 60 shots in regular regular regulation yeah. like this guy is amazing like honestly if it wasn't Goudreau scoring for the it wasn't if it wasn't for Goudreau scoring the OT winner in game seven yeah Andre player of the series for sure and he still yeah maybe was 100 percent best play- and Sutter even said best player of the series on both sides yeah first thing first thing he said so it just goes to show how crazy it was and I think on Ben you know like he knew, like, when Goudreau scored, if you see his reaction, like, you could almost feel as though he not only did his, like, he's sad that his team lost, but it, almost, it was almost as if he felt bad that he let his goaltender down. Like, that was his, it seemed like that oh, was yeah. his first reaction. And he went straight over to him. So, yeah. like, you could tell he, he felt for his goaltender. Oh, totally. I mean, I think, 
And even when uh, at the game, you know, when they announced Ottinger as the second star, like he got almost as big of a cheer as Goudreau did when he got first star. Like it just that was just yeah mad respect. Like <laughs> mad respect for Jake Ottinger. And if he is even like he resembles like a young Carey Price with his like mm. composure and just level headedness. So like I'm True. very excited to see how he, he does against other teams that are not the Calgary Flames. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but. That aside, you know, we're off off to the next series. Um, yeah. You know, against who else? Just some the Edmonton random Oilers. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm super excited about this. You know, I'm excited in the sense that it's a battle of Alberta. This is going to really reignite the rivalry between Calgary and Edmonton. Um, I'm stressed because I would have loved to play LA. That seems like an easier matchup. But now we're playing the Oilers <laughs> and there's like, you know, a vendetta against Calgary. You know, Mike Smith, you know, got basically kicked out of Calgary and... They got yeah. David and Dryside, all the two best players in the league, arguably. Um, what you know, there's one, there's a couple things going for us, um, and I'll say it, and then you can give me your take too. Um, I think if we keep up all these shot totals, yeah. there's no way Mike Smith's going to perform like Ottinger. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mike Smith. I love you. You're no, a great guy, but no way. Um, there's, I would li- like there. There has to be something going against us if Mike Smith is the one who turns into like Jake Ottinger 2.0. Like, there's no way, right? But I hope like, not. yeah, like like you said, I just hope we just we have to just keep playing and just trust that you know Mike Smith is just not going to turn into Jake Ottinger, but like a better version because yeah. that was not. Sus- there's no way that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I'm hoping for going into this series. Yeah, no, I agree, and and yeah, 100%, I don't think he can perform as much, as consistently as Ottinger did. Um, no. And, and the second thing, too, is that Edmonton's depth, both at forward and defense, is, is not as good as Dallas. Um, no. and And Calgary has, I think, better depth than Dallas to begin with. Um, so I think Calgary should have an easier time, but I think what's going to make it a grueling, you know, probably seven, yeah. six game series is going to be, it's Calgary versus Edmonton. Like it's almost like and the league but, probably already wants it to go seven games. Cause they're going to make cash off this series. Yeah. No, 100%. And like the one thing that has switched up with the Oilers when I think when the new coach took over Jay, he started playing McDavid and dry saddle every other shift. Yeah. Like they, they switched over to, I think, um, 70 or sorry, uh, yeah, 7D and uh, 11 forwards. Mm. And so they just, whoever was the uh, uh, the trio with the two pair, they just put either Leon or McDavid. So he's basically shifting them every other line. So that's going to be the main challenge I'm, with any other yeah. team facing McDavid and Drysaddle. But that's going to be the main thing. He's not afraid yeah. to just put them out every other time. And, uh, and just to add on to that too, I think a big thing that Edmonton did was get Evander Kane. You know, everyone hates him. I think everybody hates him. I think no. even Evander Kane hates him himself. Uh, <laughs> that kidding. was crazy. Um, but did you Kane is good. Like David's reaction? Yeah, I did. Like his react, like when he put up the seven, uh, when he like he scored in game six, he put up the seven, and then the look on McDavid at Kane, he looked like he was gonna rip his head off. <laughs> like his own teammate, which yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, but so I think Kane is definitely a problem. Yeah, and he's and he's been letting it up in the playoffs. He has seven goals, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough series. I mean, and we knew that going in, you know, because it's Calgary and Edmonton. Um, of course, I give Calgary the advantage. Maybe I'm a bit biased, but I know it's gonna be a tough series regardless. Because when it comes to scoring power, I mean, LA's are very top heavy. And please, I already said this with the, my other one of my other guests. Please don't take penalties, Calgary. 
please. <laughs> like, yeah, it's been burning us in the regular season and in the years past. Like, just the amount of penalties. They're almost automatic at this point when they play us and they're on the power play. So, yeah. like, we just, that has to, like, there. I really hope Daryl Sell just sits them down and just goes through film. And just be yeah. like, see, that's a penalty. You do that, I'm benching you. Like, you just can't. That's a highlight of every power play goal they have. Yeah, like, you just can't take a penalty against this team. And they just yeah. seemingly do, especially better against the Flames. I don't know whether yeah. they have a vendetta against us. It's true. I mean, we have a vendetta against them, too. It's, it goes both ways. That's a, so. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's going to be an insane series, uh, you know, 30 years since last time we guys, we played in the playoffs against them. So, uh, it's been a long time coming and I think just the hockey world in itself is like, Oh yes, yes, let's do this. Let's Finally. Go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have one more question for you. Um, yeah. and, and you can say just one player or you can, you can name a couple if you want to, but which kind of, which flame player has impressed you the most so far in the playoffs? In the playoffs, like. I know he I, I know he hasn't uh, scored much, but he, the way he's been generating, kind of willing us into the battle, Blake Coleman and mm. Dylan Dubé, like both of them have kind of like when we are when we were up against Dallas and we're not getting any offense going, Daryl put those two out, yeah, and it just started like simplifying the game, bringing us more energy, and even like apart from those two, who has been scoring a little bit more is Backlund. That was a huge surprise for me just because of how we knew his offense has been drying up in past recent years. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he started producing more, scoring big, timely goals. So those three in particular, uh, I've been really impressed with, and I think will be a a huge, huge player going into uh, the Edmonton series. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on Backlund. I mean, I've been a Backlund fan as long as he's been here. Um, He's always been one of the more consistent players I've I've known to play for the Flames. Um, And, yeah, I'm really impressed and happy he's doing well in the playoffs. Uh, for me, two names I want to mention that I haven't mentioned yet with anyone else is uh, uh, Trevor Lewis and Milan Lucic. I mean, oh, just man. The, yeah. the veteran experience they're bringing. Um, and the fans love Lucic. They've all forgotten what his contract looks like. And every time he touches yeah. the puck, or even the times he's skidding towards the, the zone where he doesn't have the puck, everyone's like, Luch! really loudly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, man, we just love this man. <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, oh, him, him and Lewis have answer. been really good. I want to change my answer now to Trevor Lewis. I think I even like called him out every time he just made a play. I was like, "Oh, you beautiful man! I'm so happy you're <laughs> on the flame." Yeah. So, and and they bring you know, that that playoff pedigree too. I think that's you know, Trevor Lewis. When, yeah, we, when we signed Lewis, I was like, "Okay, you know what? People don't know it yet, but that's that's a good signing. You know, that's a that's a decent signing. Him and Coleman, for that matter, because Coleman brings that playoff experience as well, right? So I was like. Yeah, these yeah. guys are these guys are gonna be key if we make the playoffs and and go deep, right? Because they're gonna they know the grind, they know how it works. Um, oh yeah, been and there, they simplify that. the game. They simplify the game for us too. When we feel like we're not generating anything, they just simplify it and kind of take let us take that breath in the middle of like a hard uh, period or a hard shift yeah. in between. You know, they let us breathe a little bit when they're out there. Totally, and it's and and that depth is so important in playoffs, like. You can't, you can maybe you can win around, maybe two with, you know, two lines running, but you're not going to go four rounds. You're not going to go three rounds and then the cup final with, you know, that just two lines rolling. You need all four. No. You, need, you need all three, all three of your defensive lines going. And of course you need a solid goaltender, which, you know, Jacob Markstrom, I heard he's pretty decent. Yeah. He's all, he's all right. Who's the top three in Desmond again? Yes. 
I kind of kind of forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you know when you look at this the the way this team is built on paper and where we've seen them play when they're at their best. You know, this is you know the Flames are as much as a a cup you know a playoff team uh, that I've ever seen. Really, even more so than '04 when really they weren't supposed to be there. <laughs> kind of, you know. Yeah. This team, I think, deserves to be here. Oh, yeah, 100%. And even in the 2004, they came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and just kind of rode that Daryl Sutter pedigree yeah. all the way to the final. And, like, that's what we're hoping for this time around as well. He, he, when we scored the overtime winner, we couldn't, if you looked at Daryl Sutter, you couldn't tell if he won or lost the game. Yeah, it's true. Like, everyone, everyone losing their mind. I think he just gave, like, one fist bump to our assistant coach. And then that was yeah. it. Like, no facial expression or anything. It was the- the only time I've seen him with with a with a really happy expression on his face is when he won the cup in LA. Um, yeah, because then he knew they did it. They won. There's nothing left to do except celebrate, right? So, and yeah. that's just, that's just the way Sutter is, right? He's he's not emotional. He's very, you know, he's a serious guy. And I don't know. I think I I like that in a coach, you know. And and he's just his style of coaching is really good. He's not that great of a GM. He's a really good coach. Though. <laughs> well, we don't talk. We don't talk about that no. part in Daryl Sutter's uh, career. <laughs> Definitely not. But I, I'm super excited for this next round. Um, you know, uh, ready to be stressed. Ready to. I don't know. It's been back and forth. Sometimes I'm like stress eating. Sometimes I'm just I can't. And I, I don't know what, yeah, what it is. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I couldn't eat, even eat dome nachos at Game Seven. I always get nachos. <laughs> Dude, I had I had some like really nice takeout from like a uh, Popeyes, and I just could not eat because <laughs> like during the game I was too stressed. But um, yeah. I, you know what? I got I'll take that stress if it means we can move on to the next round. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Um, well, Jeremy, thank you for coming on the show. I hope this is not the last time you join me. Oh yeah, dude. I'm look. I was uh, I was really excited when you uh, asked if I could come on. So uh, my pleasure. Well, I mean, I'm always happy to welcome a fellow playing science on the show because then I can share the same opinions for the most part, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. We and you agree on a lot of uh, things related to the flame, so yep. it's always a good talk. Oh, definitely good talk. So, yeah. Won't be the last time, for sure. All right. One more guest remaining. Another first-timer. Someone very special to me and who I have invited into this stressful world of being a Calgary Flames fan. My amazing wife, Abigail, will join me in just a moment. Abigail, this is a new experience to have you on the show as you are my top listener, my biggest promoter, and my graphic maker, designer, person. So how does it feel to be on this end? Reminds me of school, broadcasting school. This is true, and this is where really all this began, where we met. Um, and look how far we've come. <laughs> <laughs> now the real question, how does it feel to be a Flames fan and to see them win in Game 7? I never thought I'd say this, but I was stressed. <laughs> But I'm so happy they won. Yes, it was an amazing feeling to see them win. So you were at a pub with your family. Uh, what was that experience like? Oh, it was a great time. We had some nachos, wings, and nice. some free bread nice. my brother got for us. So 
Um, no, it was uh, my my family loved being there. It was the atmosphere and all the fans just screaming, especially after that winning goal. Oh, that mm. was so good! Everyone was high fiving each other. Oh, that was such just the place was just bumping. <laughs> yeah, I remember you showed me the videos after, and it was really cool to see your your mom and your dad and your brother like just like going crazy cheering. The whole place is exploding. Like, uh, must have been a lot of fun there. I mean, the video was just me screaming. <laughs> That's all you could hear from it. <laughs> I mean, all my videos, it's just me screaming too. So, you know what? That's that's okay. Because it was super exciting to see them win. Um, now, I know you're a big Johnny Goudreau fan. But I'll ask this question anyways. Uh, which Flames player has been your favorite in the playoffs so far? I would have to say the guy who wears the jersey number 16. <laughs> Nikita Zadorov. Yeah, the Z-Man. Z-Man. Uh, yeah, and I have to agree with you. Zadorov has been super impressive. Tons of hits, a thorn in the opposing player's side. I definitely agree that he has been a very important to the Flames so far in the playoffs. Um, now, going forward, how stressed are you going to be now that we're playing a provincial rivals, the Edmonton Oilers? Well, Oilers fans are annoying, to be honest with you. <laughs> and he didn't pay me to say that. <laughs> So uh, I'm looking hmm. forward. You know, maybe it'd be a sweep. I don't know. Oh wow, that's bold prediction right there. Nice. Uh, I especially like the comment about Oilers fans being annoying. Sorry, Lawrence, <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, uh, but <laughs> I'm gonna be stressed. That is for sure. I mean, you know me. You've watched me put, watch hockey for years, and I'm gonna be so stressed. It it has rubbed off on me. So I would say I'm a Flames fan. Nice. Because of you. Nice. Um, well, I mean, that's all I really got to ask. Do you have any final comments on, on the Flames, on anything? Go Flames, go! Nice. Well, thank you for coming on the show for the first time. That was super exciting. Maybe next time we can uh, uh, have a talk about fighting in hockey. Hmm, that's another topic, hey, for another time. Maybe not when it's during the exciting part of playoffs. We could do, like, mid-season and... Yeah. It's fine. yeah. More important things to talk about now. Yeah. <laughs> cool well the episode is almost done i will be back shortly to wrap things up don't go anywhere Just diving right into the final minute of play. The Maple Leafs are out in the first round again. Sixth straight time. Yikes. Leafs fans, my heart goes out to you. The Rangers, meanwhile, had to come back in the last three games of this series to surprise the Penguins, finishing with an Artemi Panarin OT winner to move on to take on the Carolina Hurricanes. The Avs and Blues face off in what should be a tighter series than the last round for the Avs. Man, poor Nashville getting swept by them in that round. The Battle of Florida will be another physical matchup. Florida tries to get revenge from last year's defeat and also stop the Lightning from a third cup in a row. I know I'll be cheering on Flames legend Ryan Lomberg and the Panthers to win. Oh, and of course Barkov and Huberdeau and the real Flames legend Sam Bennett, of course, and Jumbo Joe. Who wouldn't want to see him win a cup? Anyways, that's all. Bang! That is it episode is done i hope you enjoyed this stanley cup playoff edition and who knows maybe there will be another episode soon or maybe i'll just show my face on instagram or something and just to clear things up as much as i want thornton to win the cup i would much rather see the hometown team win it all thank you all to my guests carling lamb brett edgecombe jeremy george and of course abigail mcdonald and thank you 
for listening. Until next time, go Flames go.